Hello, and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to episode number 56. This is David Lee. I don't normally uh, intro this, but today we're focusing on Matt Walters. So Matt, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't know if I'm uh, looking forward to this or not. It depends how oh, the I'm questions looking, are. I'm looking forward to this. We're going to see, uh, we're going to see if we can, if I can throw you some real zingers. No, no, this will be fun. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So Matt, well, for those of you listening again, the purpose of the next few episodes is to just kind of introduce you on a deeper level to some of our advisors. So again, today we're focusing on Matt. So people are tuning in today because they want to get to know you a little bit more. So, so let's start off with some easy questions first just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself yeah so i'll keep it pretty high level got a wife Haley, beautiful wife she stays at home with our three kids we've got bennett who's about to be six nora's two and a half and charlotte is almost a year now july 4th so she's a july 4th baby so we'll have a big firework celebration this year for for, (laughs) you can tell her every year that uh that's why they're shooting yeah that's why the yeah that's why the entire country is shooting (laughs) off fireworks for your birthday so uh yeah, married three kids, uh, born and raised here. Well, I was actually born in Tennessee, but raised here in Arkansas uh, for all my life. Went to college here in Arkansas, um, and then other than a few years living in Nashville, Tennessee. Been been here in Arkansas my whole life. So excited about the the run that hopefully the Arkansas baseball team is about to make. Yeah, that has been fun to watch, yeah. hasn't it? Just as of the time we're recording this, we just made it into the super regional. So uh, hopefully we'll go all, all the way to Omaha and win the whole thing. Absolutely. Speaking of sports, I know that's been an important part of your life as well. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I always played sports growing up, started at a, at an early age. I think that's had a, that's definitely had a big impact on my life just from a, you know, competitive standpoint, kind of teaching me the, the value of discipline and hard work and teamwork, you know, all the different aspects, different values that you can, uh, learn through you know sports and um but played played as a kid played a bunch of sports kind of focused on football and basketball in high school and then went and played basketball at the college level at harding university division two school down in searcy um arkansas so that was a lot of fun and and have a lot of great memories i i can't honestly say though i'm I'm glad those days are over to some extent because it was <laughs> it was brutal uh, brutal on the body and I have some of the pains and creaks in my joints that haunt me to this day. But um, a lot of a lot of good memories and a lot of fun. Yeah, but like you said, it does teach you a lot about work ethic and perseverance, even in the even despite uh, pain and in some case physical pain with the, in the case of sports, but with business, sometimes it can be emotional pain, right? Absolutely. And, and it teaches you how to persevere through that. Yeah. All right. So you uh, obviously ended up graduating from Harding after a basketball scholarship there and then graduated with a degree in finance, right? Yeah. And then transitioned into your working life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I graduated, I, I graduated with a degree in finance um, graduated on Saturday and started with a firm down in Little Rock on Monday. So I uh, just from day one, 
I mean, I knew that's what I was wanting to do. Primarily focused on the insurance side of things the first few years of my career, but was with a firm in Little Rock and then moved to Nashville, Tennessee with that same firm um, to open up an office in Brentwood. Um, and I've, you know, this is all I've ever done. I've had a few random jobs. We were kind of in the middle of a transition as we were leaving Nashville. I left my old firm. We knew we were moving back here, but we weren't moving back quite yet. So I did a jo- I did another job for a few months. But that's other than that. I mean, I've been in I've been in this you know since literally two days after graduating college and been doing it and loving it. And people, you know, a lot of times you'll get asked the question like, "Why do you do what you do?" or "What? How did you get into finance?" Right? I guess it's pretty much the same question you asked me. And I always tell people I I love numbers and kind of the analytical side of things, but I'm also <laughs> nothing against accountants here. But I'm also I don't want to sit in an office and not interact with people yeah. all day. You know, I don't want to just crunch numbers. Yeah. And this was right or wrong is kind of why I chose finance and the wealth management space was it allowed me to all dig in and look at numbers and math and finances, but also interact and, and get to know people. Yeah. And that's like, that's a common characteristic among advisors or at least good advisors is you got to be a good people person and you got to be good at, at with numbers. And that's one of the things I noticed about you, Matt, right after you started working here. I noticed how you were just, man, you were quick with numbers. You could just do uh, math in your head really quickly. And I remember when I used to be like that. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay. So you've been in the financial business for how many years now? Um, that little over eight, eight oh, and a half years. Almost yeah. a decade. Almost a decade. All getting right. close. To, we're going to throw a party at a decade. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, so how's your, you know, your background, the way you grew up? college, whatever, how's your background shaped the way you view finances and money management? Yeah. The, I think the discipline of what you learn with, you know, playing sports, especially at a higher level, like collegiately. Yeah. And David, you and I have talked about this, you know, playing college basketball is nothing like the, the rigid schedule or the, the discipline you have like in the air force, but there are some similarities in terms of just there's a lot of similarities showing up on time. Yes. You you can't be late for practice, right? You can't fear be of being late. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. literally anxiety that goes in some of that anxiety about being late for practice or being late to the bus when you're leaving for a trip and knowing that there's an entire team that's, that's depending, depending on, on you on being on time, just mm-hmm. like you're depending on them. And there's a lot I've learned from that of just the discipline of how you manage personal finances, how you manage other people's money and the way that you give advice to people. And, um, you know, knowing that a decision has to be made and you can't always fret about it being the perfect decision. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to make a decision to move on and yeah. then, and, and adjust and adapt. And, and I think that just kind of plays into a lot of how I, you know, advise people and how we advise people. Cause I know you and David, you and I think pretty similarly on a lot of topics and things. And, um, so yeah, I really go back to, and then obviously, you know, my background, just growing up in the church, my faith has a probably the biggest impact on, you know, how I view both my personal finances and, and then as well as, you know, helping other people with their money and, you know, try, encouraging generosity yeah. and knowing that a conversation I've had with a lot of clients is, it's like an internal struggle for me as an advisor of, you know, you want to focus on the future and plan for the future, but you also know we're not guaranteed tomorrow. That's right. Right. And so balancing living in the moment, not in a selfish way, but just like living in the moment of generously living and giving and, and, and enjoying life because life is precious and a beautiful thing. But then also like 
setting aside a few bucks. So we're doing what we need to do yeah, to sure. prepare to the future. And, and you see it examples of people that are hyper-focused or too fixated on one or the other. And, you know, it's just not healthy. That's right. And it's, it's a, it's a hard balance trying to get both of them right. And that's a constant thing that I'm encouraging, trying to encourage myself on, but also encouraging clients. Like, yes. you know, like it's not all about the money. Yeah. Right. That's we, right. Let's let's live a little today. Too. That's a great that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that out because that's that's also, I think, a great hallmark of a great advisor, right? Because we're all trained as advisors to help people think long term and think about the future. And in fact, it can be against our financial interest as an advisor to, to help people think of the present and, right. and enjoying life today. But a good advisor will do both, right? Because a good advisor, a fiduciary, should be looking out for the client's best interest, not the advisor's interest. And so to your point, Matt, you know, what is in people's best interest is having a balance between living today since we're not promised tomorrow. That's why you've probably heard it before. That's why today is called the present. It's like a gift, right? From yeah. God. We're, we're only promised today. We're not promised tomorrow. So that, but, but yet there does have to be that healthy balance, like you were saying, between preparing for tomorrow while also living today. That's good. Um, so Matt, so you're here, we're all here Monday through Friday working, you know, relatively long days in the office. What motivates you? What keeps you going? What gives you joy about what you do? Yeah. Um, really it's not any, to be honest, it's not any one thing. I think it's just a combination of things. Like I enjoy what I do. I enjoy interacting with people. We all, we have a great office here. I enjoy the people I work with. I enjoy providing for my family. You know, I take pride in being able to provide, being able to work. And I, I, there's a lot of, I'd get a lot of value and a lot of, um, enjoyment out of getting to know people and just getting to know their stories. So that's one thing, you know, I love when I have new prospective clients coming in and I just, you know, get to know them and we have multiple meetings and get to know their story and what they're wanting to accomplish. You know, that's something I, I truly, I truly enjoy. So that, that really is kind of easy. I mean, we all, you know, every job is a, is a job some days, right? And you have yeah. the days where it's like just kind of the grind of yeah. getting through it. Um, but I can honestly say those are fewer and far between, you know, most days are super enjoyable. I, I ready to get to work. I'm definitely not dreading. I never dread to come to work, yeah. you know, in terms of like, Oh, I don't want to want to go in. And I've had a couple jobs, not full-time. Cause like I said, I started, but like other part-time summer jobs, you know, it's like, just get up and you're like, <laughs> this is the last thing I want to do is going to work today. So a combination of that, just faith, family, working with people, getting to know people in the work environment we have here. It's all, you know, motivating. Yeah. Okay. So when you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy spending your free time doing? Yeah. I'm, I, I love to just be outside. So working in the yard, first and foremost, I mean, if I can do, if I'm not with hailing the kids, I'm probably going to be fishing somewhere. Yeah. Be fly fishing, be bass fishing. Just, I really kind of enjoy all kinds of fishing. So it would be, it'd be fishing somewhere if I, if I just got a, you know, a day to myself, going to be doing something with some buddies or something, it'd be fishing. So clients, if you're listening out there <laughs> and you enjoy fishing, you can always uh, yeah. hit Matt up to, to take you fishing. That is a way to my heart for <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's right. And I'm the same way. So fishing, what else did you say? Just outdoors. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy like working out in the yard yeah. and, you know, just being outside. So you're an expert, you're considered an expert in the wealth management field. You've been doing this for 
the better part of a decade, as we say. <laughs> uh, you're credentialed, licensed, et cetera. You're, you're good at what you do. But if you could instantly become an expert in something new or different, whether it be a hobby, a craft, a sport, whatever, what would what would that be? Well, the the selfish side of me, I mean, if I could get paid good money to fish, <laughs> you'd be a pro. I mean, if I could be, be a, a professional pro angler, fisherman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be tough to beat. I used <laughs> another thing I used to say, and then I'm just kind of having fun with this. Uh, another thing I used to think that I think being a professional golfer would be a lot really yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not like I don't love golf, but I enjoy golf. And if you could make the kind of money that professional golfers can make, yeah, professional golf I think would be a really cool thing that you know it's um, relatively easy on your body, right? It's not like you're having to get beat across the head like playing football or baseball you know basketball or something but um but yeah those are two things probably you know getting paid to fish so golf be, and fishing yeah fishing for sure number fishing one number would be number one but if that wasn't possible then if i could get paid to play golf every day that'd be pretty <laughs> cool too all right okay so last question for me is uh what's the best piece of advice you've been given that you'd like to pass along to your listeners or your clients yeah that's a that's kind of a tough one i think my my one thing my dad has always said is stay humble. He's he has like beaten that into my head literally since I can remember. I mean, since I was a little kid. And I think part of it was because I was always a relatively decent athlete. So I saw some success in sports, you know, all the way through as a younger kid and through, you know, high school and college we had some really good teams and won conference championships and went to national tournaments and you know, and then it, so I've seen success and I've seen failure both professionally, personally, and in the athletic world. And dad is just consistently over, over the years, just stay humble. And I think I've taken that same mindset into like how I advise and invest and kind of our investment philosophy is, you know, don't, don't act like, you know, more than, you know, and I think you can, you know, in good times can get big headed and it's easy to start thinking, you know, more or understand more about, markets or finances or investing than than any one person probably knows yeah um and that concert reminder just to stay humble has always stuck with me that's good all right erica our producer is here with us and erica's got uh some questions that i'm going to let her kind of finish us out with yeah, so we're going to be doing a rapid fire round. So are you All ready right. for that, Matt? Probably not, but let's, we'll give <laughs> let's it a go. Let's do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is one song that you know every word to? Like if someone was like, I'll give you a million dollars for to you sing to sing this entire word. song. Amazing correctly. Grace. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. That's sweet. All the verses? All, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Multiple verses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I could get through all the verses. Okay, cool. Yeah, my dad led worship and my mom played the piano growing up. So like, worship, you know, worship service and singing was always a big deal. And, you know, Amazing Grace, I I started singing that when I was, you know, as soon as I could talk. That's probably the best song that you could know ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next, what is your favorite spot in town? to eat or to hang out or whatever favorite spot in town well we really like i don't know we have a lot of favorite restaurants i'll just toss one out there we really like flying fish that's a good kind of go-to for us it's quick but always good so and healthy yeah for the most part plus you get the fried you got yeah you've got healthy and unhealthy (laughs) options so it's all about balance so describe your personality to our listeners in three words oh man um 
Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> humble. Humble. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. humble, and amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly what I said. No, I, I would say outgoing for sure. You know, I've, I've always kind of been a talker. So outgoing, um, sarcastic. Most people know me. Know I've, I'm pretty sarcastic and like just kind of cracking jokes and having a good time. And oh, uh, friendly. Let's say that. Outgoing, friendly, sarcastic probably kind of <laughs> sums me up. Yeah, I would agree with those. <laughs> I would add one. On all seriousness, I would add one. Intelligent. Oh, man. Confirmed. Thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it about myself, but I'll take it. <laughs> we'll say it about you. Okay. If you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would you pick? This is actually one that I've thought about before, you know, because you get asked this, like, or you're hanging out with buddies or your wife. You know, you start dating your wife and you played like the 20 questions game. You're like mm -hmm. sitting on it. So I know I've been asked this before. To be honest, there's not, I've never been like infatuated with big names or yeah. people. Yeah. Like, it's just never, I think, and don't get me wrong, like documentaries and learning about people's lives and stories is great. And I love it. But in terms of like meeting people, I've mm -hmm. never just had that one. So if we take... If if just for today's purpose, if we take Jesus aside, we can't. I, I can't say Jesus because that would be obviously first and foremost. I would probably just say like Haley mm -hmm. for sure, my wife, and then a couple friends. Like we yeah. have. I mean, if you know, just having dinner with Haley, my wife, and a couple friends from church, or yeah, I mean, that's about going to be about as much fun as I have doing anything. Okay, yeah. And lastly, just tell us one thing that you're loving right now. So it could be movie, book, podcast. Something you recommend to our listeners? Yeah. The podcast I've been stuck on for a while now is that, and I actually was, showed you this recently, is, is the uh, Animal Spirits podcast. It's a financial kind of op-ed podcast that, uh, I don't know, that's, it's pretty entertaining and they get into some interesting topics. So that's the podcast I've been listening to. And then we've recently started with a group of men from church, started reading through the book of Matthew over the next like six weeks. And I'm only like a week or so in. Mm -hmm. But it's been really good. I haven't yeah. just sat down and read Matthew in a while, and it's been a, it's been a good read. Yeah, obviously. So. Well, Matt, you did a great job on the rapid fire round. <laughs> I'm going to pass it back over to David. All right, thanks, Erica. Uh, so to finish up, Matt, it's been great, uh, you know, for our listeners to get to know you today. What, as we always close our uh, podcast with a thought of the day, what's your uh, thought of the day that you would like to leave? our listeners with uh going out yeah this is actually i've seen this before um but this is one a buddy texted me just yesterday and um i loved it so when you asked me what what i wanted to mention this imme this immediately came to mind but um it's it says uncoachable kids become become unemployable adults let your kids get used to someone being tough on them it's a life. And the reason I love that is because one, it's kind of my perspective and mindset when parenting our kids is just like, you know, not coddling them or making everything easy on them. And two, it's how I was raised and goes back to like my sports background. And I was coached very hard at times, you know, my dad hardly ever coached me, which I kind of appreciate, you know, cause I never just got used to. So I love that quote. And I think there's a lot that we can all learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not to belabor the point too much, but, you know, we see that in the financial business too. Sometimes where parents never quite get the child kicked out of the nest. They always kind of coddle them. They're, they're still paying for their auto insurance and their cell phone and their who knows what, you know, in their, in their mid twenties or later, and you're not doing your child any favors. You gotta, there's a reason why that mama bird kicks that baby out of the nest and keeps kicking them out until they eventually learn how to fly. Right. So that's a great thought of the day 
uncoachable kids become unemployable adults. So be tough on them. All right. Thanks, Matt. Um, And uh, thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com disclosures.